Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer Jihei Wiley. Jihei, how are you? You know what? Not too shabby, Arash. Not too shabby. Even though this weather is kind of shabby, I'm not going to lie. It is shabby weather. We don't have a lot to complain about normally when it comes to weather in Los Angeles. But listen, we don't like it to be... Below 60 degrees, and that's what we're feeling right now. Uh, G.A., crazy story that happened late last night, broke last night, um, and we're still talking about it. The Staples Center is going to no longer be called the Staples Center. Beginning on December 25th, Christmas Day, where we have a big Christmas Day matchup between the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, Staples Center will officially become Crypto.com Arena. It is part of a $700 million naming rights deal for 20 years. It is the largest naming rights deal in U.S. sports history. And the problem here is this. Okay, so there's a variety of things. And the pushback has been so extreme. And I get it. No one wants to change. No one wants to hear that the name of the arena that they've become so used to calling Staples Center for 20 plus years is now going to be called something else. The problem is the something else is Crypto.com Arena. Like, there's a way to kind of like um, have a soft name change. And for example, if Staples Center became SoFi Center, it sort of like starts with an S. You got the center still there. It's still kind of maybe you can get used to that. Having a website be the part of the name, it, it just doesn't work. And then have it, it crypto.com. Crypto.com arena just doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right. The Nanessa Bryan came out, tweeted, and put on her uh, social media. It will always be known as the house that Kobe built. Listen, fans can call it whatever they want. It, it, it will always be known as Staples Center for those of us who grew up, you know, going to games, watching the Kings win two Stanley Cups there, watching the Lakers win five championships there. It will be known as the Staples Center. But the fact of the matter is someone gives you $700 million for 20 years, you're going to take it. And at the end of the day, Staples Center, by the way, had purchased lifetime naming rights. And this was an amazing deal at the time. And I thought it was a weird deal at the time for two reasons. Number one, what if Staples Center, what if Staples, the company, was no longer? What would happen? And then the other part of the deal is naming rights deals are going for so much right now. So what happened apparently, and this was very quietly done, in late 2019, AEG bought back the naming rights from Staples. They don't, we don't know how much it happened, quite frankly. We didn't even know that that happened. And obviously the pandemic hit. In July, GA, I began to get word that um, they were shopping around the name. I could not get that confirmed. They went to a variety of different places. Healthcare, I think Netflix was in play. There was a lot of companies 
At the end of the day, though, this deal, Crypto.com, just to put in context how much this naming rights deal was, SoFi Stadium, a $5 billion football stadium, which is the home of the Rams and the Chargers, will house the Super Bowl, will be part of the Olympics. That went for $600 million over 20 years. So Staples Center, the 21-year-old Staples Center, is getting $100 million more over the time of the deal, the 20-year deal. Um, but your, your first thoughts, I guess, when you, when you heard it was going to be called Crypto.com Arena. I mean, I think I thought what everybody else thought, like this is a terrible name for an arena. Yeah. Um, and also, why can't they just, I mean, everybody knows it's Crypto.com. Why can't they just drop call the dot? Crypto? Yeah, yeah, call it Crypto like, Arena. Crypto Center would be a little bit more, I think you could kind of handle that. Again, no one wants to call, again, no one wants to call something that they've called one thing. Something else. Okay, you've called it Staples Center for 21 years. It's going to be weird to call it something else. No one wants to say a website name. No one wants it to be the Crypto.com Bowl or the Crypto.com Arena or the Crypto. Like, you're 100% right, G. Call it Crypto Center, Crypto Arena even. There's, there's not going to be a perfect solution here. But calling it a website name, for me, that's the biggest issue here. Crypto.com Arena just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, I guess it's going to take some getting used to because this is where we are. It's going to happen. You know, everybody, as much as you're going to complain and, you know, not want it to be Crypto.com Arena, it's going to happen. So we're just going to have to, you know, bear and grin it, I guess. Um, But, yeah, I feel like they could have gone about this a little bit better (laughs) than, than... Doing doing it this way, I guess. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. It's going to take some time, but also the name change will take some time. Again, so Christmas Day, it will officially be called Crypto.com Arena. The signage inside the arena will change. Their uh, you know team partners and whatnot. When you hear it being called on TV, will they will refer to it as Crypto.com Arena? I've been told the signage outside of the re- of the arena. So when you walk in. The, the iconic red Staples Center sign, that will not be removed or changed until the season is done. So that, that'll be removed at some point uh, June of 2022. Something else as a, as a big part of this deal, and I, and I kind of knew this would happen. I mean, when you hear the, the amount of the, of the naming rights deal, which is $700 million over 20 years, Staples Center will undergo a massive renovation. They haven't put a price tag on it yet, but I've been told that it could be for as much as $700 million. I mean, they are really going to totally revamp it from the concourses to the concessions to the uh, suites to the seats to the scoreboard. They are going to make it look completely new. Again, they're not going to tear down the arena. It'll look the same. It'll still feel the same. But it'll it'll uh, look like a updated version of itself, and and really they feel the need to do that when you talk about the five billion dollars SoFi Stadium, one point two billion dollars for the new Clippers Arena, which is gonna uh, which is going to uh, be open in twenty twenty four. Uh, so again, it's not just that they're going to pocket this; they are going to use the seven hundred million dollars towards refurbishing. And, and enhancing the fan experience. Yeah, I also think that um, 
for me personally, I probably will still call it Staples Center. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, good for them for getting a facelift, so to speak, you know. Hey, it's Hollywood, you know. Yeah, of course. You got you to keep up with the Joneses, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that everybody's probably going to give that give Staples or Crypto.com Arena a, a, one of those nicknames where, like, if you think about it, it's Jerry's World, right? It's yeah. not... AT&T Stadium. It's a, lo- a lot of people call it Jerry's World instead of calling it AT&T Stadium. They'll call it the house that Kobe built as opposed to Crypto.com yeah. Arena, right? I mean, at least oh, I yeah. will. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know if I can call it, or I'll just call it It's Staples just like Center. a mouthful, too, to say Crypto.com right? Arena. Like, again, to your point, like, if they just called it Crypto, crypto. or something. I know, again, people will probably have a nickname for it at some point, you know, Um but it's amazing. This website that that company, Crypto.com, has been out around for f- five years. It's not like this old company that you're familiar with. And so, again, if someone says you're going to go to a game tonight, I, I listen, I think for the foreseeable future, people will still say Staples Center. But I don't envision people calling it Crypto.com Arena. I think they'll call it Crypto the, Arena. The, the Crypt, Crypto <laughs> something. They'll have like a nickname for it, but... Again, the problem with a naming rights deal, in my view, you have to have your name on that building before it hosts its first game. So, again, it's not like anyone's attached to Staples, the company. It's not like people in Los Angeles are attached to that company. We don't care about the company. It's the fact that this building that has meant so much to Los Angeles, this building that has been a part of so many great moments in Los Angeles sports history. Again, Kings, Stanley Cup championships, Lakers championships, great moments in sports history in Los Angeles has happened where? At Staples Center. So we... We, when we think of these moments, we think of the name of the building that these moments happened in. And so to call it now Crypto.com Arena, it doesn't sit well. So it's not so much about, hey, Staples is a great like coffee supply store. We got to keep the name. It's the fact that you called something, you called an arena something for 21 years. And for me... Listen, listen, Crypto.com has more money than they know what to do with, apparently. But I would invest in putting my name on an arena before it hosts its first game. Because, listen, it, the, 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 the day SoFi Stadium wants to call itself something else, 20 years from now, like, we are going to be so used to saying SoFi, SoFi Stadium, SoFi. Like, we don't even say SoFi Stadium. We just call it SoFi. And so 20 years from now, if some company wants to now call SoFi Stadium something else, it's going to be weird because for 20 years you've called it SoFi. And so, um, but these are the changing times that we are in. I totally get it. Uh, I mean, uh, things are going to be named something something dot com arena, I think. Pretty much sooner than we think. Yeah. You know, this is going to be one of many. So, but it's happened before, and I think that people just push back on a .dot com name. So, to your point, like call it Crypto Arena, Crypto Center, Crypto something. But the whole like we get .dot com. It's not in the nineteen ninety five. Like we get that you have a website. But apparently, you know, that's the company name. Crypto.com <laughs> is the company name. And so that's that's what they want to call it. Um, it will take some time for people to get used to that. But I'm, I guess I'm just here to say the fans don't have to get used to it. You don't have – just because they pay to put the name on 
the side of the building. You don't have to call it that. I mean, you go to San Diego. Again, it was called Qualcomm, but fans called it the Murph, Jack Murphy Stadium for a long, long time. Candlestick Park became 3Com Park, Monster Park. It was always Candlestick Park. So you can change the name. But you're not going to change what people remember or what people call it. It's just it's, again, it's more that it, that it's a mouthful. Again, just I'm gonna use a random example. If Staples Center became SoFi Center, you'd get used to that at some point in time. It's not ideal, but whatever. It's like you know, SoFi Staples, whatever, still Center. But it, this is a whole new thing. Crypto.com Arena again. I was more amazed because I had been told for many years, again, they made that deal official in 2009 when Staples signed a lifetime deal. My two questions was, what if Staples is no longer a company? And they said, well, we'll talk about that when that day happens. But it's also like, why would you tie yourself into a lifetime deal? Now, I loved it at the time because I said at this point, Multiple championships. Again, the Lakers have won five championships there. The Kings have won two cups there. Sparks have won there. Clippers last year getting to the Western Conference Finals. You're, you, you're, you, you know that building as being Staples Center. So, listen, we have to get used to it. Um, we, we, we definitely have to go to Staples Center a few more times, Jihei, before they uh, change the name. Um, but last night, G.A., your Los Angeles Clippers still looking like the team to beat in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, they beat the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and the thing that I love about these guys, and we keep talking about it on this show, is just how much fun they continue to have. Paul George, once again, looking like a most valuable player of the year candidate. He needs to um, you know, lead this team to the playoffs for that to happen. You're not going to have a team uh, – you're not going to have a most valuable player candidate be on a team that's not uh, a contender. But, G.A., when you watch these guys play, it's it just the one thing that really sticks out and the one difference, one of the big differences between them and, obviously, the Lakers is how much fun they are having. And, and they're a fun group. And, again, when we come back in the next segment – we will hear from Paul George, but gee, I mean, when you watch about to to me, it's the passion and the fun and the chemistry that these guys have. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we we saw it from the start of the summer, right, and, and maybe even before that during you know playoffs. We saw that they were bonded. We saw that they were a family. That we saw that they were connected. And even when you know somebody isn't on the court, when Terrence Mann isn't there, he's still cheering his patootie off for the team, and he's yeah. still there for rooting his boys on. Right? Um, you have Kawhi, who's always going to be there, helping them out on the bench, off the bench, you know, in practices, um, still chilling at the facility and talking to all these guys and seeing what they could possibly do to make themselves better. So there, this is a team. This is a family. You know, and this is something that I didn't think would happen this quickly, right? I, yeah. I think this is something that I think the Lakers wanted to have, right, happen automatically, and it's just not happening, which, you know, it takes time. This this probably took, like, what, three years for them to really obtain this bond? Well, I, I guess the, the surprising thing is that when you don't have Kawhi, again, I, I wasn't surprised during the playoffs that they came together because, you listen, you're in the playoffs, you're two games away from the conference finals, you're four wins away at that point from the finals, you're going to come together. But coming into this season without Kawhi, 
the fact that they're playing like this, again, I knew that they were a tight-knit group. You go to Vegas in the Summer League, and all those guys are there. They're sitting courtside. It's Kawhi, it's Paul George, it's Nicholas Batum, it's Luke Kennard, it's Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann. But the way that they're playing together, because it's one thing to have a bond. It's one thing to have chemistry. It's another to play the way that they are. And and they are a playoff team. They are a team that, that, that if Kawhi can get back... Listen, they are, I think, 25 to 1 right now in Las Vegas. They are currently the number five seed at the nine and five. They are a, let's see, a half game back of the number three CG. I mean, it's just, it's an it's a impressive start to the season. And one that, again, I think if they continue on this path, if Kawhi can get, 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 get back. This is a contending team. And I did not think that with this team, without Kawhi, that they would be a contending team. I mean, the way that they're coming together, they look, you know, like they look like a playoff team, which mm-hmm. this is something that, again, I think that we already discussed in the beginning of the season. We were like, they're going to be a contending team for the playoffs. It's just where they're going to be seated without Kawhi, right? Um, I would like the lower the better because once Kawhi does get back or knock on wood when Kawhi gets back or if Kawhi gets back, you know, they'll, they'll play their lights out, right? Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, lo- I love what, what they're doing right now. I love how they're coming together. I, I think, you know, it's it kind of reminds me of the team of old, right? The Blake Griffin, Chris Paul era where they were Clip City. They were, you know, Dub Nation, kind of like where they they were just very entertaining. But they're also beating the teams that they need to beat. They're also exactly. beating the teams that they should be beating, right? They're they're beating San Antonio. They should be beating oh, 100%. San Antonio. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? So the, a day after the Lakers get blown out by the Timberwolves, the Clippers, to your point, do what you do against a team like the Wolves. They blew them out. They blew them out by 29 points or whatnot. And so that's what you have to do. When, when you go up against below 500 teams and you're playing at home, you have to blow those teams out. By the way, Vegas is really paying attention right now to what's happening in Los Angeles. They always do, obviously. Now, the Lakers' odds are always higher than they should be because a ton of Laker fans, a lot of them make the drive uh, to Vegas. They live in Vegas. The updated championship odds in Las Vegas, the Brooklyn Nets, are 5-2. and two. Golden State Warriors at five to one, Utah eight to one, <clears throat> the Milwaukee Bucks who play the Lakers tonight ten to one, Lakers now twelve to one, the Heat and the Suns are tied at fourteen to one, the Nuggets sixteen to one, the Clippers are tied with the Sixers at twenty five to one. The thing that I keep saying here is that it's such a great value because you know they're gonna. You don't know, but they could get Kawhi back before the end of the season. So this is not like with with the majority of these teams on this list, you know what they look like and you can't project the future. You can't project if a team's going to make a blockbuster trade. You know that there is a top five player who is currently not on the Clippers right now, but could very well join by the time the playoffs come around, and you're you're getting a great value there, in my view, at twenty five to one. Because even without Kawhi, the Clippers could be the number three seed in the West, and all of a sudden you add Kawhi to that team. Listen, that's why I think that's a great value. Some Laker fans right now will look at the twelve to one for the Lakers and think that's a great value because LeBron's going to come back and the season's going to 
change and turn around. I, I just think at this point I'm going to stay away from the Lakers. They're, they're, they're just I've, – I've seen them with LeBron – they are obviously improved with LeBron. I don't, you know, not going out on a limb there. They still don't look like a championship team. The pieces of this puzzle, and a lot of people said this at the beginning, it doesn't look like the pieces of this puzzle fit together. I mean, the team is even saying that. AD well, yeah. is even saying that, you yeah. know, like, you know, they're, they're trying to figure it out. But again, there's only so much leeway, I think, that fans are going to give you and that the public's going to give you no, and no. that you should give yourself, you know, like there's only a certain amount of time that you should be giving yourself and time's running out, guys. Well, that's you know, that, that's that's the thing. They, you you have to figure out how you can get these pieces of the puzzle to fit together, because I don't there's not a blockbuster trade out there for them to make. You'd hate to see Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel lose his job. I don't think he will, but, man, by the way, they're so bad in the third quarter. They are one of the worst teams I've ever seen coming out of the halftime break. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we've talked about them in the first segment. The Clippers, we will be hearing from Paul George on their big win last night against the Spurs when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in 98.5 The Fan. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around... Welcome back to the Rosh Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Um, we talked about it in the first segment. Still amazing to me. That Staples Center, the iconic arena, the home of the Lakers, the Kings, the Clippers, and the Sparks will be effective December 25th. Christmas Day, the present we will be receiving is that Staples Center will now be called Crypto.com Arena. And... I'm not happy about it. I think most of Los Angeles is not happy about it. Uh, but the good news is if you go into the game Christmas Day or if you go into the game uh, this season, the signage outside of Staples Center will not change until this summer. So sometime in June after the seasons are done for the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, they will be changing the name to Crypto dot com arena the signage inside of the arena will be changed uh all of the you know people wearing their uniforms all of that inside the arena all of that will change to crypto.com arena by christmas day for that big lakers nets game but if you want to take a picture outside of staples center one last time you're gonna have to do it this season certainly but before june amazingly by the way ga so staples center is the home of two Two basketball teams. That is the only arena that's the home of two teams. And it is the only arena that is the home of four professional sports teams. But effective June of 2024, the Clippers are moving into their brand new home. And the Sparks, I've been told, are are considering leaving as well. Either maybe they can move in with the Clippers. Maybe they can go play somewhere else. So it's just kind of amazing to me that that crypto paid that price for an arena that's about to lose one big tenant, perhaps two tenants. And the significance there is like the reason that you pay that much is every time there's a game on TV, it's called Crypto.com Arena. You show the, the signage. And so that's about 60 games, 
60 TV appearances that they are going to lose when the Clippers and perhaps the Sparks leave. So we'll see what happens there. Um, an amazing deal that just really came out of left field because, again, Staples back in 2009 signed a lifetime, lifetime, that doesn't mean anything anymore, apparently, lifetime naming <laughs> rights deal. Uh, and again, very quietly, late 2019, prior to the uh, pandemic, they bought back those rights with the idea to sell them. Obviously, during the pandemic, they couldn't do, do, do anything. They, they just kind of like it was very quietly done. Began to kind of hear some rumbling, some words in July when we certainly thought the pandemic was over, that they were shopping around the name. A lot of companies were involved. At the end of the day, the deal goes to Crypto.com, which pays $700 million over 20 years, more than $100 million more than SoFi paid for uh, more than SoFi play, paid for uh, SoFi SoFi Stadium, which again is the home of the Rams, the Chargers, the Super Bowl this season. So, um, with that said, uh, big game for the Clippers last night. Clippers beating the San Antonio Spurs at home, having again an amazing time together. One hundred six ninety two. Paul George once again looking like a most valuable player candidate. 34 points, uh, nine rebounds, four assists. Uh, but uh, listen, it, it, this is a team that I, I continue to talk about because they are right now a half game back of the number three seed in the West without Kawhi. And if they continue to play like this, if they're, they're a playoff team and they all of a sudden get Kawhi back rested, healthy, raring to go, Certainly like them, certainly at the odds that you can get them for in Vegas right now. All right, with that being said, let's now hear from my pick to win most valuable player at the current moment. Paul George talking about the Clippers 106-92 win last night over the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, congrats on the win. Um, it was a bit sloppy with some of the turnovers you guys had out there. I'm curious, what, what's the, um, you know, communication and chemistry like? It looks like some of these are maybe like miscommunication turnovers. You think one guy's zigging, the other guy's zagging. Like, how's the offensive chemistry kind of working with you guys? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, obviously it's, it's no excuse to it. Um, we, we got to take care of the ball and cut those down. Um, but I think just the mishandling, I mean, We've been playing every other day, back to backs inside, inside in, in So we really haven't had practice days. Um, so, you know, our first time like being together is on game day. Um, you know, so a little bit is just, you know, we just don't have enough reps in practice. Um, kind of iron out some things, clean up mishandling the ball. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, some of it is just bad decisions. Um, on my behalf, bad decisions, and um, just be a little stronger with the ball. Ty talked about some, reducing some of the advanced passes that leads to turnovers. Um, is it is it hard to reduce those when you want to play with pace and, and push in transition? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, it's, it's you know we we're not having practice time, so it's you know we, we're trying to incorporate something that we haven't got much rep in doing it. Um, we're just getting game reps basically, so. You know, but I, I mean, I think the more and more we play games, um, we haven't been a, a high advanced team, advanced pass team. So it's something we're working on. Um, but hopefully we get better with that and cut the turnovers down. What's up? <laughs> 
Hey, Paul, I, so I don't, I don't know if you heard, but so this has been Staples Center for as long as you've been in the NBA, or mm -hmm. I guess as long as it's existed, and it's going to change its name to yeah, crypto.com or something, right? What thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it'd be weird. You know, it'd be weird. This is, uh, you know, I grew up this being Staples and Staples being, you know, the place to play and the place to be. Um, it'll definitely be weird. Um, you know, it's just, I mean, it's the same location, but it's kind of like just stripping the, the history here, um, by calling it something else. And, you know, from there and going forward, it's, it's, I guess, a new, um, you know, new history to be written. Um, but, uh, it, it'll, it'll be weird <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, good thing we won't be here too long. So, you know. Yeah, we'll be at uh, 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 our own place. So um, it is what it is, I guess. Thanks. Hey, Paul, um, you got to the free throw line a lot yourself, but I wanted to ask about defending without fouling. Like, it seems like with the team being as aggressive as they are, uh, the, the Clippers defense, they're doing a great job of defending without fouling while still racking up, uh, forcing turnovers. Like, uh, how, how have you been, like, uh, kind of, uh, just making sure that the team does that? Um, well, I think we've been pretty disciplined, um, in terms of, of that, you know, um, just playing good team defense, being in help, being in great positioning and, uh, just not, you know, sending guys to the line or, you know, having, um, bad fouls. I think we just trust one another, um, that our help is going to be there. Um, you know, we, we just trust our system. Um, so we're not getting into bad situations. Um, but, you know, I, I think more so just credit our guys for just being disciplined on defensive end. Hey, PG. Um, I wanted to follow up on the question about crypto.com arena and Staples Center because it is such a significant change. Um, I'm just curious about your awareness, um, or if you're into crypto. Yeah, I'm into crypto. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's something that's growing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the room. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had people around me that's kind of, you know, educating me on crypto, NFTs, um, you know, and, and just where it's going. So, um, it's, it's no surprise that, you know, crypto found a way to, uh, get their hands in on the arena, um, just with where the world is going to. Um, so, you know, it's no surprise, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely am into crypto and, uh, want to see it through. Hey, PG, congrats on the win. Uh, you know, Brandon Boston is only 19 years old, but he's given us kind of funny advice that he's telling Reggie about how happy life, happy wife with the ball and you can't talk bad to the basketball. Has there been anything kind of funny or fun stories you've seen with Brandon? We saw him give you like a little chest bump at the end of the game too. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's... Uh... He's like, you know, the, 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 I just remember being, you know, his age, being a kid, being the youngest on the team. Um, being the youngest, you literally just have no words. Um, you know, you, uh, you're the baby of the team and, um, <clears throat> you know, life is just great for you. Uh, so, um, you know, he's, he's carrying that, uh, but he just gives us a ton of energy. Um, 
you know, and as as much as he's youthful and and you know uh, a baby, you know he's he's got some maturity to him, and um, you know we 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 lean on him, you know we lean on him. Um, he's just fun to be around. He's fun in the locker room. Uh, he's fun on the bench uh, after games. You saw, um, you know, it's it's just good to have young guys like that um, around us, sprinkling into some of the older guys that we have. Um, you know, we want to give the game, you know, knowledge to them. Um, in, in return, you know, the young guys keep us young and keep us fresh. So, um, you know, I can't wait to for him to really, you know, break out and, um, you know, see what his future looks like. Yeah, related to Brandon, I mean, he got a lot of run on the preseason and you, you talked about how great of a shooter he is, how advanced of a shooter he is at his age. And then sort of the realities of NBA life set in where he doesn't get those kind of minutes that much anymore. What have you seen from the way he's handled the last month as sort of he's, um, you know, gone out of the G League and gotten reps, but not many reps at the NBA level? Like that's an adjustment, right? Like is that something you guys as veterans have coached him on? How's he handled that change? Um, honestly, it's going to trend, you know, great. You know, I think you seeing flashes of how good he will be. Um, I remember again being the youngest on the indie teams and when I got thrown in for garbage minutes, you know, I was the young guy that was, you know, I was trying to go for 20 in two minutes. Um, you know, um, and that's his approach. You know, he uses those minutes to, to work on his game. He uses those minutes to, to, you know, get the most out of himself. So, um, I mean, that's what you want to see. You know, young guys get opportunities. They go in. Um, tonight was different. He got to play in some meaningful minutes. Um, but you still saw just confidence out there as if he's been in rotation the whole, the whole year. Um, but that's just who he is. You know, I, I think you're, again, you're going to see, you know, him be special in the league just because, you know, you're seeing it now. He's not like a guy that's just out there trying to go through the motion, take care of the ball. Like he's looking for shots when they're there. He's looking to be ag- aggressive when he gets it. Um, he's making plays defensively. He's, you know, guarding guys. Um, it's just a lot of good things that you see. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's only going to be good for him in the future. He's going to get better and better. Hey, Paul, uh, with, with, um, the small lineups, uh, that you saw from Chicago, obviously you talk about how, you know, younger teams can get on you. Got off to a way better start in this one. Weren't, weren't trailing by double digits for once. Like, was there, what, what, what kind of adjustment did you feel like you had to make, uh, depending on who was guarding you, how they're guarding you over the course of this game? Um, uh, I'm just getting better and better of, of trying not to force, you know, going to the paint the whole game or going to the rim the whole game. Um, just trying to find sweet spots throughout the game, find spots on the floor to get to. Um, raise up for jump shots. Um, you know, once I just, you know, get everything pinned down, um, you know, cut the turnovers down, um, and just, you know, let the game slow down, uh, a, a little bit, um, instead of, you know, constantly trying to get to the paint, forcing at the paint. Um, I thought, you know, uh, that's, that's when I'll see, you know, uh, more efficiency once I just start taking the shots, take what the defense giving me instead of forcing to trying to get to the rim the whole game. Um, you know, I, 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 I be a lot more efficient in that area. When, uh, you shot double digit free throws the last couple of games, and when that was brought up to tie, he felt like you made a change kind of adjusting to the emphasis and the way officiating has been this year, where maybe instead of going in and trying to draw a foul, you're just going in to get a shot. Has that, as you've seen more physical play sort of be permitted, has that been a change in the way you, when you get to the rim, where you go up 
through contact this year? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't play to get fouled. Um, but I'm getting fouled. You know, it's, it's, it's no surprise. I'm getting fouled. I'm getting hit. Um, but, you know, B. Shaw brought up a good point to me and a lot of guys aren't getting free throws. Um, so, you know, just trying to get better with that, moving on. Um, if they miss it, you know, just, you know, let the play go and, you know, maybe I'll talk to him to the side when play stop or timeout or something like that. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's constantly on me. B. Shaw's constantly, constantly on me about just moving on. They're not going to change the call. Um, so it's, it's more so, yeah, just playing, you know, just playing, um, just a little bit more concentration and focus, you know, when I get hit, um, instead of relying on the call, just finish it. One more Brandon one for you. He, he said um, that he doesn't know what he's going to do offensively. So, so how can the defense know? <laughs> is that like, is that a nature of him being young or is that just kind of like who he is as a player? And do you remember being like that ever or? Yeah, that's just him being young. Um, and it's, it's, it's just instincts. He plays off instincts. Um, whatever comes to his mind. Um, he does. And, uh, again, that's just, you know, once he's able to kind of understand the game and, um, you know, see, you know, what, how defense are guarding him. Um, and then when he, once he just knows what he's doing, uh, is, is when, you know, he'll, he'll get to a point where, you know, he'll offensively be unstoppable. Um, but everything with him is just instincts. You know, he, he reacts on instincts and, uh, you know, he kind of just get lost in the game. All right, that was Paul George talking about the Clippers' big win last night. I call it big because, listen, all these wins that you can accumulate while Kawhi is out are big. And, uh, listen, the way that they're playing right now, I mean, they started the season one and four. The fact that they are now a half game back of the number three seed, uh, just just playing amazingly well. And just the chemistry is there. The camaraderie is there. And you can't really put a price tag on it. You know, when, when I think of how tight-knit a group that Lakers team that won a championship with Caruso and KCP and Kyle Kuzma and those guys and it's like they took a sledgehammer to that team for no reason for no reason GA and and again so that team wins a championship and sorry to transition this in but chemistry is really important last year's Lakers team really had no chance to win a championship. No team that was in the bubble in Orlando for 100 days had a chance to win that following year. And the Lakers, if you look back at that season, before LeBron James goes down, and GA, we were in Las Vegas for March Madness, the Lakers were the number two team in the league, not just in the West. They had the second best record in the league, and they were only one game back of the Utah Jazz. LeBron James goes down, and that's basically the end of them being one of the top two teams in the league. And obviously, they were not healthy for for the playoffs. But if you run that team back, that tight-knit group, that group that you knew fit together, you knew they fit together. They won a championship together. Before LeBron James went down, they were the number two team in the league. You knew that fit. Why the need to not pay Caruso when he wanted to take less money to stay? Why the need to ship out Kyle Kuzma, KCP? It, it made no sense, G.A. And now when I watch these guys play, and we'll see how they do when LeBron James comes back, th- th- this, this team, again, good on paper, not good on the court, 
It just it you did not need to roll the dice. Just bring back the same team that A won a championship and B when they were healthy last year were were one of the top two teams. There, there was no reason to take a sledgehammer to what worked. And and as I'm watching the little the Lakers play right now, the the chemistry is not there. And can it get there? Yeah, listen, we're, we're, we're very early in the in this season. It's still November. For most people, the season doesn't start until Christmas. But that being said, I do not envision, as currently constructed, these pieces fitting together. They, they just don't fit. They, they just don't fit. I mean, I said this when they signed all these guys and dropped, um, particularly dropped Alex Caruso. It doesn't make any sense. Especially when, like you said, Arash, to your point, he didn't want all the money. He just wanted to win another ring. He probably just wanted to be there, right? So it doesn't make any sense for you to drop somebody that's as young as Caruso and had um, such an impact on the team, on and off the court, on the bench, on the court. He always contributed, right? I get why you dropped Kuzma because... Kuzma was asking for that star kind of money, like you the star kind of money. Yeah. And, you know, Lakers weren't willing to pay him. And to be honest with you, he probably needed to change the scenery. He probably needed to move on from the Lakers. Uh, there's just a lot, there was a lot of pressure and there was a lot, you know, going on probably in his life that he just needed to just move forward yeah, and move and on. Yeah, and listen, he is thriving in Chicago. He's yeah. doing amazingly well. The Chicago Bulls are doing fantastic. But the problem is, they didn't have to pay a lot to keep him. They could have kept him. Again, he was willing to take less. He wanted to make it work. Again, when you win a championship with a group of guys, you want us to stay there. And he did not want to leave. And to be honest, he didn't have to leave. And now the fans are finding that out. It's just more frustrating when you're watching this team play. And again, if you want to see chemistry, if you want to see a team play together, watch the Clippers right now. They, they are just playing together and they enjoy it. Maybe that'll come. For the Lakers, maybe it'll begin tonight as they head to Milwaukee. All right, let's leave it there for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.